0: We're back. Welcome to Topic I'm your host Josh Peterson, and I'm joined by fellow host Brian Kane PhD. Not a real PhD. Dan- That's a matter of opinion. Uh, Daniel Meitzke. Meitzke. And we're joined by first-time podcaster on the show, John Warwick. How's it? Hello, hello. How's it been to be a part of this thing so far? Uh, it's
1: been a lot of fun. Hopefully, I haven't screwed up
0: your gig here. Uh, so we you call him you Johnny Two Bits. S- you screwed it Johnny all up. Two-bits. We're gonna have to re-record. I, I like. Um, I like- I like Johnny Two-Bits. Two bits, yeah. Johnny, two Johnny, bits. Two bits. What's up, Johnny Two-Bits? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm so on this episode, we're joined by Gerald Glassford. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing well, my friend. Great to have, uh, you know, great to be on the show and, and, and just appreciate all you guys uh, allowing me on to this week's podcast. What do you got for me, man?
0: Hey, it's always nice having you on. We are talking video game to film adaptations. I know that this is a favorite subject know. of you and I. I know we talk. You're rolling your eyes and your head, probably in different directions. Um, yeah, all right, so we are starting the Tomb Raider official trailer number two <laughs> right now. So if you want, to, if you want to sync up with us, in five, four, just hit play. Three, nine, two, seven, twelve. Can you see
1: that?
0: Settling
3: city I shot. I think
2: I'm going mad. Laura, your father's
4: gone. At some point, we have to face up to who million we
3: are. dollar baby <laughs> <That's>
4: <laughs> who we're meant to be. I think I know where my dad went.
3: She is That's smoking
2: right in the middle of the she
1: devil's is. sea. It will be an adventure.
2: Death is not an adventure.
0: Straight from the game, is that it's where she big learns
3: jump. how to fly? I think she develops that skill. Hobby,
0: maybe. Seven years, I've been on this island. The Walter father Goggins, put me Or he's has. the guy from Predators, jumpsuit, the um, prison suit. Does. What do you know about
4: my father?
1: than boardrooms and
0: business deals. Oh, Destiny's Child Remix,
2: there we go. Yeah. It's looking to start a global genocide. Your dad you had a bigger holiday.
4: Got a knack for the unexpected.
2: You must stop them, Laura. Promise me.
1: Go!
3: I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh face. Jeez. I wonder if that was meant to happen. Under. Like a lot of this is like almost frame for frame from the video game. Yeah.
3: Ladies first.
1: Open the
4: tomb. I'm I'm love that though.
3: I'm Are they gonna do the thing where the, where she conveniently does not wear a bra in the wet scenes? I, I mean, awesome. one can only hope.
0: That's lucky though, nice though. Dude, that yeah, was nice a great movie.
1: Are they going for like a Hunger Games thing here with a
3: bow? Yeah, it's Lara Croft, man. She's badass. I, feel, she's I, think nice she, all I think she always had a
0: bow. But so that's mostly, like her. It's mostly b- the guns
4: you saw her. On the side In the video games, she's always
0: had a bow, but it hasn't been easy to use until the latest ones. Mm cool all right gerald you've seen the trailer for tomb raider correct
2: yes i have
0: okay what are your thoughts on it
2: well let me ask everyone out there this uh either you know also not only you guys but everybody out there if you had a dollar for every time you saw a trailer that started off with a city shot how much money do you think you would have
3: are we talking about just 2018 or all of film
2: history all of film mystery. I think I'd probably be a billionaire by about now because it seems like every trailer has to start off with some wide city shot going on.
3: It's your setting. It's Ta- to let you know that it's in the modern
0: world. That it's real and, life. And Nathan, just to answer your question, I am staring directly at you. Um, you know, we can Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat, but it always <laughs> ends in fatality. <laughs> what up, I bae? just want to let you know.
4: You're yeah, Mortal Bay.
3: Okay, continue,
0: Gerald. Uh, Sorry. So yeah,
3: I think... The start is it's setting it in the real world. I did see this trailer when I went and saw 12 Strong, which I highly recommend to go see by the way. Is it good? It's was great.
0: Wasn't there one it. before Star Wars? Was was it Yeah, I I think no, no there wasn't cuz it came at the first trailer came out let it drop 2 weeks ago. 2 weeks ago I want to say. Maybe I see it.
3: Um, so regardless, it's huh. set in modern day. It sets the, you know, the wide city shot and you've got, you know, Alicia Vikander
0: looking gorgeous let me start with that well that's uh, sorry we'll we get to that we'll get to that in a second um but yeah did you have have you guys gerald you played the tomb raider reboot correct i did what 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 did you think of that compared to the old uh playstation Lara croft games
2: I played both, and I enjoyed obviously well it's almost an unfair comparison because you're talking about different technology, and I know a lot of people have this charm uh, you know when they go and they talk and they they fantasize and they remember about the games that they used to play in the eighties and nineties and 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 early two thousand era where you didn't have the type of technology that you do now, but uh, I enjoyed thoroughly as i was telling you the other day josh the fact of what you know you didn't have to go through it as a as a shooter you could use other weapons you could figure out other ways to dispose of your enemies just it was and it told a pretty good story on top of that and and basically the voice acting on it really especially with laura croft herself really made it even that much more special
0: right like that was a huge thing for me and and I, I, you know we discussed this on the uh, super bs show like why they wouldn't have the voice actor of Laura Croft play uh, Laura Croft in the movie. I get that she's, you know, she's a little bit older than Alicia Vikander, but no, it was, it was a good game and actually had a good story. And it was, um, you know, I I guess I would call it like the uh, female version of Uncharted.
2: Um, Well, that's, yeah, that's, it's basically in uh, that that realm. I think that's one reason why the Laura Croft Tomb Raiders got rebooted was the success of Uncharted in well, 2007, and you know, when Uncharted 2 came out to such great acclaim, uh, that's when the idea was put out by Crystal Dynamics to go ahead and reboot that, you know, that franchise, because they, they saw the great success that can come out of making an, a great adventure game.
0: Right. So do you do you see it reaching the kind of success that Uncharted has as a as a video game before we jump into the movie here? Do you do you see it reaching that? Because I know that there's a lot of hype going on this year around the possible announcement of a game called Shadow of the Tomb
2: Raider. Well, I can tell you this. It it has, in my opinion, seemed. It's seen a lot of its success, in my opinion. It sold each copy, each iteration so far. There's two iterations that have been out as far as the rebooting format, have sold within that five to 10 million range. But I remember the president of Square Enix saying a couple years back, he was quoted as saying that the Hitman and also Tomb Raider franchises that have been rebooted we're not seeing the amount of sales that they wanted it to and i know that they had targeted tomb raider the reboot for around 7 8 million copies at that time so i'm thinking to myself how much do you really want or how much is it going to take to to see a profit on that game and they're rebooting it and you know like you mentioned may even be bringing out a third iteration so obviously it's seen some kind of success and the Uncharted series, which announced last year, I believe it's gone over thirty-five million copies sold, or actually closing in on fifty as well. So um, it, it, that has seen a great deal of success as well. So I, I don't know; it's it, they've both been very successful franchises. Uncharted has has made its own path, and it's going to go dark for now, for at least the short term. So now's the time for people to really get into a great Tomb Raider game if they haven't already.
0: And the funny thing about that is that fans have been clamoring for an Uncharted movie for years, but now we're getting a an actual a uh, serious Tomb Raider movie before an Uncharted movie. And Uncharted, at the moment, seems to be the more popular
2: franchise.
0: When does Crash
4: well, Bandicoot you, come out?
2: Well, you <laughs> and I both have known, I'm sorry, real quick, you and I both know that it has been in development hell at Sony with several different people that have been attached to it, several different stars, several different directors, several different writers attached to it. Whether or not it's still going to come to fruition, I don't know. I know the last one that was talked about was Tom Holland being attached to it at the present time. So, But, yeah, go ahead. I apologize.
0: Um, no, you fine. No, that's cool. Um, okay, that's so I want to ask you guys. Video game to film adaptations. You guys seen any, any Street history Fighter. with that? Uh, Street Fighter is oh, one. You guys Mortal in, Kombat. Mortal Kombat is another. Resident Evil. You guys... We can get out of the 90s, though. We I can. loved Mortal Kombat, <laughs> man. I watched that on Netflix I, a, I like bought, a year ago and got excited. Like, five back when I was working at Best Buy, I bought Buy? Mortal Kombat on Blu-ray and I tried to watch it and I got, like, maybe 20 minutes into it and I'm like, dude, I can't do this. The what? Cl-
3: the claymation is perfect. The claymation.
0: Though. What's the guy with Goro. the forearms? Goro. That was amazingly horrible. Goro, your soul is mine. what was that? Shang Khan? Shang Tsung.
3: Shang Tsung. So a game like that, though, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Until recently, uh, with like the reboot where they had a story going on, those were just fighting games. So there was no real story going on. Like it was the, just like the Chun Li movie, Chun Li Origins, right. Origins. There was or there was. was nothing there. It was just the action. So you are now developing a story, which makes people interested. Okay, what is the backstory for Goro? Or what is the backstory for Johnny Cage? Whatever it is, Sonya, whatever. Um, I feel like when you start to get movies to, like, Assassin's Creed, Hitman. Tomb Raider, Hitman. There's the already g- a storyline. There's already a storyline, right. and you're playing the game for 10, 12, however long the campaign is. You're getting way more of a story, way more in-depth character development out of that experience, and you're immersed in it. So than you're going to get in a two-hour, you know, l-
0: mid-budget so blockbuster like, movie. Like Doom. Like Doom. Oh, The Rock. My, the one thing i remember more than anything in that movie was when the guy gets uh they said that half of them went into a portal or something they're like what does that mean well it means his upper half ended up here and his <laughs> and his ass ended up on the other side of the universe <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny um gerald do you have any favorite video game to film adaptations
2: I don't know if there's any favorite. I've seen quite a few. I mean, it's almost like a default because, uh, as I've written about before in an article uh, for on our site, Josh, com, I've written that there's been actual, no real good representation of uh, video games adapted to film. I mean, mm-hmm. Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat from the 90s, those are, those are quirky, fun popcorn flicks, but they don't really have any creative substance. Uh, I know, Josh, you liked the Assassin's Creed, which was savaged by critics, but you actually, when you wrote your review, you actually thought very highly of it. I personally have never seen in my lifetime a great or or even a very good video game adaptation, Um, any of the Resident Evils or anything you pretty much want to list out right now, the Tomb Raiders before anything. And so I'm, I'm still waiting and I'm still hoping that I will see in my lifetime a great adaptation. I am a huge fan of the Uncharted series, and I'm hoping, uh, if it's not going to be this upcoming Tomb Raider, which I will see, that it will be something like that from there.
3: Gerald, do you think it's a problem where there's a movie limit to what you can do versus a mission you might play in a campaign of a video game can be as long as a movie, if not longer? So do you think a video game adaptation would work better in a series where you could well, I play think that's, out
2: that's an actually excellent point yeah if it did it more like in a, like in a netflix series let's right say, or an anthology or something right. of that nature where it extends the actual uh playing field sort of speak speak and it's very hard to tell these 10 15 20 40 hour stories that you play like final fantasy 7 could you actually really tell that within a two hour time four frame? Four discs that would be really and, and do it well that'd be really hard to do so I think Hollywood just has not been able to understand the video game concepts. They just see it on the surface, but they don't really investigate what makes these games special and how can we actually translate it well into the screen. But I like your idea of maybe putting it into a television style Whoa. format and making it for a longer series adaptation. Josh, get on they that.
0: They did that too with um, Mortal Kombat Legacy. You remember that? Oh, yeah. It was um, all was online, wasn't it? It was online, but the guy who was it was it Artie, Artie Shanker that made that?
2: Was that him? I believe so, yeah. But I remember that the, that was that, you know, it was going through and it was kind of like uh, going through the internet and people were really getting a, a very high, high marks for it.
0: It was because it was not only, like, um, I don't know, like, visceral. It had it had a good story. It was put together well. The right, um, you know, it had decent cinematography. It was good excellent cinematography, but it, it wasn't, like, because Mortal Kombat revolved mostly around, like, Big fight scenes and you had to save a princess and the, the you know the world was on the line and stuff like that. I think you're
4: thinking of Smash Bros. bro. <laughs> I don't no, think you no, saved no. a princess. Mario 64. In Mortal Kombat. No,
0: princess yeah. Peach. Princess uh, what's her name? In Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Sonia. Princess Sonia. Was that her her name? Oh no, no, no that no. was the first one. Princess uh, Katana.
2: Katana mm. was her
0: name. Right. And you were trying to sa- you're trying to save her or something, right? That was you were, uh, you played She was one. Rig Biggs, I think his name was with the no, that's the guy from Final Fantasy VII. See, you guys are getting my mythology on the We up are. <laughs> or you're just getting old. That's that's entirely possible. You've made your own bed, sir. Dead yeah. um, mid twenties. No, but yeah, I did really like the Assassin's Creed movie and I thought that it was it was well written and the, the visuals were really good. But, you know, on that point, like I can see I at the same time I see why people didn't like it, because it had they were uh it was written from the assumption that you have watched or played the games. So like they they tried. They took, what, seven, eight now, game, eight, nine maybe games of uh, mythology and tried to shove it all into like a 10-minute section inside this movie.
2: But, well, I also say this, is that they're also taking from a source material that can't even get its own story straight when it comes to the animus and all that, when it comes to that part of the series as well.
0: Right, correct. So, you know, it was just, they... They, I think it was a movie that was made more for the fans than anything else. And Michael Fassbender did a great job with it. it. You know, It's just sad that the thing is, you, I want to ask you guys, do you think that video game to film adaptations have, a, have an unfair disadvantage because people want, to, want them to be bad? They want to go in being able to walk out and like talk with their friends about how bad it was, how, how it didn't really relate to the game. I know a lot of people had strong feelings for world of Warcraft or Warcraft, whatever, but, um, you know, the fans, some of the fans really liked it. Some of the fans hated it, but critics in general just did not like it. I
4: think it depends on the genre of game. Like if you go into street fighter thinking it's going to be the world, it's going to win every single Academy award. You were crazy, but it was what it was. And with Mortal Kombat, you know, for when it came out, they were just running off the hype of it, that especially at the Mortal Kombat one with everyone you know, having to take the blood off because of Sega. I just think that you go into that just, to, just for fight scenes, not for a story.
1: See, and I, and I think that you kind of touched upon that as the hype, right? You've right. got these fans that are expecting what have you, uh, you know, so high, and then all of a sudden they go and see it, and it doesn't live up to their expectation. So I think that definitely plays a role in it.
4: Now, when was the last, Laura, last Tomb Raider game
0: released? uh well they two years ago they rebooted the franchise so like the gerald one was rise of the tomb uh the definitive edition came out when
2: for rise of the tomb raider
0: well the that one came but, out
2: the what well, the the actual i think rise of the tomb raider game um which was the sequel came out in 2016 Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then the uh, definitive edition came out, I think, later that year or this uh, last year. I can let oh, me check on that, while that, you're doing that.
4: That's right. I remember yeah. the but, whole thing from when they were showing the differences in the the graphics, the, the graphics mm-hmm. between Tomb Raider: little props
3: Little gotcha. I want to. I want to ask as of fan of you know these video games and you've invested you know you've invested hours into playing the campaigns especially assassin's creed which has you know josh like you said eight games in each campaign you're spending at least 10 15 hours in the game yeah so you're spending over 150 200 hours if not more of your personal time in this but you're going to a movie and they're going to condense it into two hours like i don't understand what a video game fan would expect from that are they expecting the same greatness that they
0: got in that 100 plus hours in a two-hour movie that, no, that's a good point, because I think with Assassin's Creed, though, what drew a lot of gamers into it was that it was actually took place in the same universe as the games, and it kind of linked the two together. In Assassin's Creed Origins, there's a part where you come out of the animus, and you're in modern times, and you, you play this girl, and you go into, if you go under computer, it actually ties Assassin's Creed Origins into the Assassin's Creed movie, as well as a couple other uh, Ubisoft games. Hmm.
2: Isn't it Ubisoft?
0: Gerald what is the verdict on that is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft I know we talk about this a lot
2: I think it's Ubisoft I don't know just you know you say tomato I say tomato yeah. you know it just Uranus really... versus Uranus At like it's just it, one of it, those where it could be either one yeah, <laughs> definitely Uranus you can call them whatever they want you know right. whatever you want so I think as long as you're buying everything and you, even if you're buying a uh, Assassin's Creed Unity which comes out bugger than, than all everything I know everybody was going up in arms about that but um, it did uh, when Rise of Tomb Raider came out in November 2015. I just wanted to clarify, really? but um, you know, it, I, maybe I'm looking not looking this objectively because I did actually back in my limited time working in Hollywood did work on unfortunately. Uh, on the Double Dragon film. So oh my maybe god, that- I forgot Ooh.
0: about that. I totally forgot there was a movie about okay, that. No, go on. I want to hear the story now.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, I just, like I said, I worked in part with the uh, special effects team, uh, just, just back end, just dealing with a lot of film recording and whatnot at the back end. So I do get a credit. You'll see my credit if you stay that long and watch the movie. But yeah, it just you, you know, we, we could see in the money that was not being put in there. and It was just it wasn't the the most well financed movie, and and see the, exactly what they wanted to do with the characters, and and especially Robert Patrick's character, which was really 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 badly done, um and bad you know just the whole performance in and of itself with Scott Fox, Alyssa Milano and whatnot. It just they weren't given much to do, and it just really was cartoonish from beginning to end. But I think that leads into a bigger issue. Like I said when I wrote a piece back on our site was that. You know, there's there's uh, even if they how much they they, we've talked about this before. They've committed over a hundred million dollars to to the Assassin's Creed movie. They weren't with all due respect, Josh, if you're committing a hundred million dollars to to a movie, you're not doing it just for the fans. You're doing it because you want to turn a profit. And it it just I don't think whether they're putting a hundred million dollars or ten million dollars into a video game adaptation, that they're really understanding what makes these video games special and really understanding how to translate it. The people who are writing the screenplays, who are writing the scripts, the people who are directing it, I don't think they're actually either playing or understanding what the games are all about before they actually translate it onto the screen. And until you have that combination, I'm not going to say it's impossible what we talked about earlier, where games uh, adapted into movies can't coexist, uh, even though actually that's what I titled my article, because uh, i know we talked about earlier how they need to be elongated into maybe a television format there is a possibility you can take it with and and make a good video game story within a 2 hour period but it has to be very tricky and it has to be done by people who understand what the game is all about and until you have that you're not going to get yourself a truly well received video game adaptation
4: because my my thing on that is if you do it just you know quote unquote for the game players you're not really looking at trying to adapt it enough to where people that don't play the games know what's going on. So- well, that's
2: what I've always said to when we talk on a pop culture cosmos. A film isn't truly successful. A console isn't truly successful. until A TV show isn't truly ex- successful until it reaches out beyond the niche crowd right. and into a general audience. That's when you have a hit product, whether it's a film, console, or TV show. And and you know whether or not you're you're devoting a hundred million dollars or ten million, you still will not have a hit on your hands until it reaches that general audience. And general audiences aren't usually able to go ahead and dissect the Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, or whatever series to that detail that gamers do. So they have to have something put on the screen that's easier for them to follow. If that's the case, you need to come up with a a understanding of that game that says, hey this would be okay to translate to a larger, broader audience on the silver screen.
0: I, I feel like Tomb Raider is actually the right movie for that, though. You mean I,
4: Mario Brothers wasn't? Mario
0: <laughs> Brothers, yeah, jeez, Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> Sorry. That's actually, do you guys think that... that another good one. He's probably like, oh yeah, there was one Now that Super Mario Odyssey is out and it's doing so, do you think they'll ever try to go back and make a movie Oh no, of I Mario? God, I hope not. Well,
2: <laughs> as long as you don't have Ui Bowl
0: directing it and John John Leguizamo Leguizamo, yeah yes um okay so let's bring this back around real quick with Tomb Raider do you think that it's going to be the movie that breaks the mold and do you think that they if they didn't have such a large amount of faith in it that they wouldn't have got an actress as high calibered as Alicia Vikander
4: is she more high caliber than
0: Angelina Jolie was in the well, originals? Uh, uh Alicia Vikander right now like she has you know she has several award nominations I think But Ange- I
3: think what he's saying is Angelina Jolie back then was nice. as big, if not it, it, bigger, than Alicia right. Vikander is now. I,
0: yeah, I guess. I would
2: put them I mean, on parallel. I would put them at parallel. They're they're yeah. Both their stars were rising at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They obviously, Angelina Jolie had not hit her peak yet, but I think they both were in the fact that they were both rising. at, at some, Angelina Jolie, I believe, Rise had been nominated team, right? by that time as well. For girl Uh, Girl erupted, yeah. Time frame wrong,
0: but no, no, you're right. Um, Brad Brad Pitt Pitt might be available now. Alicia, (laughs) get on that. (laughs) Um, She's married to Michael Fassbender, actually. Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Oh, lose the zero, get with the hero. Yeah, right. Um, But yeah, no, it just seems like now we're in a time though when like
2: that's funny that you say that that uh, Laura Croft is married to who?
0: Michael Fassbender.
2: Who starred as
0: in Assassin's Creed?
2: Okay, there you go. It
0: all goes back around. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, but do you guys Hopefully. think that now we're in a time when uh, you know people take movies uh, a lot more seriously? They want to do the dark thing like, the, like Warner Brothers does, but they also, like, we're in a time when, like, female-driven movies are very important to people. Like, w- look at the success of Wonder Woman. So, do you think that they're hoping that this is going to be the movie that finally breaks that mold?
4: I don't know if it's going to break it. It'll probably crack into it. It'll make a good dent in it. Just based on from what i've seen because i haven't played tomb raiders but just seeing i know i saw a preview somewhere i don't know where it was but it looks interesting enough you know it's like it's not you know video game-esque to me it's not like okay you need to know all of this stuff in order to understand what's going on it le- gives you a nice lead into it a little background for you as
3: right. for you as someone who hasn't played the video game before do you feel like a video game movie is intimidating because you have to know all this information to go no. into the movie. I don't uh.
4: think so. But like with, um, Assassin's Creed, when I started, when I saw the first preview for them, I'm like, okay, it was kind of interesting, but I'm like, then I felt like it was over my head. Cause then it was like, I haven't spent hours upon hours, even with like Warcraft and stuff like that. I didn't even, I was like, I can't, I don't know the quote unquote history, the backstory of it all.
1: Right. The couple of seconds that I saw, it definitely looked interesting. Not that we had audio, but uh, nevertheless
0: <laughs> and it didn't no, start, no and, we have and,
3: audio it's coming in post and did yeah. <laughs> even though it didn't say
0: in a world where in a world um but yeah no that's just it's the kind of movie that i think more people can relate to like indiana jones was a big thing This is basically indiana jones and it's an origin story so you don't really have to worry about like having played the games or where the character's been you can just kind of jump into it and enjoy it and i feel like that's something that is definitely working in the movie's favor, it's yeah. definitely
1: broadening the base,
0: yeah, of yep.
2: the fans for sure,
0: right? Hey, for you guys, yeah, oh, go ahead, Gerald. Sorry,
2: I'll say this as well I, I'm hoping it will do well, and I hope it will be that one that transforms the video game adaptation into a higher realm. I'm hoping it'll be received critically. I will say it is at a point where it can make true money at the box office. It's coming out March 16th. You got to remember. Uh, the pretty much most of the movies that have come out a month before, right around the Valentine's Day uh, weekend and whatnot, you've got Black Panther, the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Uh, it, you know those movies will have been out for weeks at, by that point in time, and it's just a week before Pacific Rim Uprising hits, so it has a week itself by itself, pretty much as the premier movie of March, and it could take that title as the biggest movie make, uh, that makes money in the month of March, if it is something that audiences will latch on to. And I'm, I'm hoping that's the case, because obviously in the trailers, they do resemble quite a bit what people have, have really liked from the reboot from Tomb Raider.
0: It's a busy month, too. With Fifty Shades of Grey, I think we might all have our hands tied you guys uh, see what I did it, there? Our hands full.
4: I'll be tied up. I can't go see.
3: It. <laughs> so, I want to ask you guys. So, no. what makes a good film versus a good video game? We've got things like cinematography, the way the shots look, you've got the soundtrack. It's got to be good. The story's got to be good. But so it seems like for a video game and a movie, those are the same thing. So how could that adaptation not be so simple? But is there something I'm missing? Like, is it the depth of stories? The only thing I can think of that's really the difference between what makes a good film and what makes a good video game.
1: I think finding the balance between raising up those questions of what's going on here and being able to close out enough of it to where the viewer is actually satisfied. Whereas, you know, a video game, you can just go as far as the rabbit hole goes, and right. Just keep going and going and right no that's
0: that's a great point because you know you know to add on to that time is an important factor like you you invest like a game like tomb raider you know you invest uh anywhere from eight to you know 20 30 hours into this campaign and that allows you that's why i think video games is such a great medium for storytelling is that you can kind of elaborate more than you could with a movie but that is a disadvantage that films have over video games is the fact that you have that time to tell that story. You have that time to keep people hooked and you have that time to uh kind of draw your audience. And whereas a movie, you're kind of limited to what, two and a half hours usually.
1: Well, and then the other thing with the limitation of the two and a half hours, you know, you only have X amount of budget for your first film. Right. And say you have more story that you want to share, but you it really depends on how this movie does at the box right. office. Right. So. You, it's a make-it-or-break-it point with that first movie. Yeah, no, and exactly. you might be able to come up with that tri- that awesome bang-up trilogy that, you know, everyone must go see.
3: You got to shoot it like a Tommy Wiseau, so, right. big Hollywood and, movie. There you go.
2: <laughs> wasn't was a movie? And uh, two, two and a half hours, even in a lot of cases, you know, see The Last Jedi and what, you know, you know Josh and I thought was the best movie last year, Blade Runner 2049. Those movies were criticized both of them were being too long because they were two and a half hours to two and a half, two, two hours, two and a half hours to two hours and 45 minutes. So, and those were, you know, depending on who you talk to beloved uh, movies. So some, maybe, maybe, or maybe not, but, um, there is a, a hard way to go ahead and translate that 10 to 20 hour experience in a two hour format. So it's almost like you're getting a highlight uh, or the best of or what they think is the best of in regards to that video game, so I think maybe just having the characters in maybe a possibly a different uh story almost would probably be more uh, you know uh, uh, more more acceptable to an audience than maybe just trying to shoehorn in. The same story that you played when you were, you know, playing it on the PlayStation or Xbox.
4: So kind of like what they're trying to do with Rampage that's coming out later, with the Rock.
2: Kind of, but then again, Rampage would not be the movie I would want.
4: <laughs> well, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, but you know, like I remember that in the arcade. Yeah, no,
2: the Rock. But that wouldn't. is a good, that is a, that is actually what I'm talking about. You know, you, you bring elements of the game, but you put it in a totally different uh, story. And so, if it does work, then you know that probably would be the reason why. And who knows with with the rock being so hot now, by you know, with Jumanji and all that, that he just might be able to pull it off. If he can do that, then then I, I will be extremely impressed. Did, did people actually go and watch that movie? I'm just Is Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's doing
4: very it. well at the yeah, box. It's doing really well. yeah. Oh okay, I'm yeah. sorry. A lot no. Of, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I live would, under a rock. I I, have I didn't see it. See <laughs> yeah. what he did there.
2: The Rock. So, oh. I don't even. Did well, you mean to do $700 that? Seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Uh, actually, I thought it's pretty good popcorn flick. It's pretty fun to watch. So,
3: Kevin Hart's got it going. He does it right. He, uh, he, Jack Black. He, he's I guess usually he, really funny. He too. is funny. I guess Jack Black did
4: really like, good portraying a sixteen year old girl. Like I can see that. Like his acting yes. and everything. They said that he he just amazing they
3: thought he was one
4: yeah that's he walked around and talked like he, he was always in character on set like Hopefully, he would yeah. never so, go into being jack black you know the
0: next daniel day lewis i'm telling you man pick I of destiny know. most underrated movie of all time i love that flick so much <laughs> 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 all right cool well we're gonna wrap this topic up gerald you want to give us a, a a plug for pop culture cosmos show us it how it's done
2: there you go <laughs> 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 I'm, oh, I'm gonna let that slide. Josh. <laughs> Josh does host the Pop Culture Cosmos in the PCC Multiverse with me. Uh, you can find our shows if you want to listen to the live aired or streaming live version of it. You can check us out on the Podcast Radio Network every Monday night, seven thirty PM Pacific, ten thirty PM Eastern, and Friday seven PM Eastern, four PM Pacific. You can also check us out on Croc Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Sunday nights on the Good Talk radio station, 9 to 11 p.m. Arizona time. The Western Digital Broadcasting Network, that's Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, plus Apple Podcasts and over a dozen downloading networks. And if you do download our podcast, we always throw in something extra for you at the end of the Pop Culture Cosmos or PCC Multiverse. It could be something from Humanica Media, Rob McCallum Films. Could be extra stuff that Josh and I talked about. But we always throw in a bonus there if you subscribe and download to our podcasts.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of Topic You can find us on Brian Kane PhD, all
3: social media sites, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, all of those. You can also send us an email at topicocalypse at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, podbean.com, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast downloading sites.
0: All of them. We are all over the interwebs. More of us. More yes. of us. Everywhere, every day, Take all it. the time. And we also have a Patreon page. You can donate to us at patreon.com slash um, you know, maybe one day we'll learn how to spell that, so we can better direct you there. Um, that was exactly my question. <laughs> yeah. You're really the one that can't try spelling Humanikin. Yeah, I, I can't.
3: I'm I, terrible at spelling. I tried. I always miss an N. Because that's <laughs> <laughs> two ends, right? There, it's two
1: N's. I thought it had yeah. an. M. I think it's supposed Thank you to for be the clarification. M- yeah.
0: Technically, I think it's supposed to be two M's if I were to spell it correctly. But might no, be why I, I think I don't. there's a. An we could have a spelling speaking. contest, oh, a little, little Topicocalypse spelling, topic Oc- spelling bee. Topicocalypse spelling bee. Nicken.
2: Well, that's the <laughs> great thing about technology today. Once you type it in right first, it will always remember it when you just type it up in again. That so, is true. That man, that's I right.
3: That's, that's true. It remembers very true. auto
0: spell and all that good stuff. All I have to
3: do is put T O. It's like I can say, I'm going to, and it says, I'm going Topicocalypse. Topic oh, like, oh, thank you, Siri. All right,
0: guys. Well, this was Topicocalypse. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, Gerald. Thanks,
2: Joe. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Cheers. guys. Appreciate it.
0: Hey, Josh Peterson here. This episode of Apocalypse is brought to you by the Pop Culture Cosmos. Do you know what I love discussing more than poop knives? Pop culture. And before the Big Bang Theory planted itself on the butthole of pop culture by filling our subculture with crap, I, would love, I loved going to Comic-Con and talking about movies and video games. And thanks to the Pop Culture Cosmos, my love of all things nerd is rekindled. You can catch the Pop Culture Cosmos podcast on the podcast radio network every Monday night at 10.30 p.m. EST and 7.30 uh, p.m. PST. And the Pop Culture Multiverse show every Friday night at 7 EST and 4 PST.